Vince, Matthew. Kind of a late start today, both of us. Like that, we just can't get in gear. Yeah, I was here early. I, I was here earlier than I normally. Is that right? And apparently, all that extra time just messed with my head. <laughs> Too much time. <laughs> Don't know what to do. <laughs> so um, you know, I got a late start on making the coffee. So I got just a very little bit. Of course, when it's only that much in the pot, right? It's not fully blended. Sure, it's a little stronger than it should be. But we'll survive. We'll get by today. Right. Going to start with this. It's uh, close to home. A woman in Ohio says she had an encounter with a seven-foot-tall Bigfoot. A Bigfoot. She's 20. Was leaving a gym at around midnight when she saw the big, hairy creature that was gray. Oh. She said it was way too large to be human, and it moved way too fast to be a person. The area where she spotted the creature is located about 80 miles from Salt Fork State Park, home of the annual Bigfoot Conference, and another recent Bigfoot sighting there as well. Wow. You know, I'm not uh, discounting them. But why has no one ever found a Bigfoot carcass? Do they just never die or, <laughs> you know? I mean, wouldn't you come, you'd be walking through the woods, smell oh, something. Well, what is that? And it's a rotting Bigfoot carcass, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't that be something? You know, that fellow a few years ago said he had one. In his freezer. Yeah. yeah. He was going to take it out and show everyone. Charge yeah. tickets. Yes, he did. That didn't work out so well. <laughs> Like a couple of disappointed boys at the Cass County Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Looking in the giant octopus pit. Yes. This thing's just dead. It's just a dead octopus. With a magnifying glass. With a magnifying glass. <laughs> I bet we were one of the very few that went through that exhibit. <laughs> we couldn't have been the only ones, right? I don't know, Matt. I never 56. saw much of anybody over there. Okay. There was another disappointed child. It was a, he could have given us a heads up, right? That was stupid. <laughs> but would we have believed him? Probably not. <laughs> He's a dumb kid. What does he know? That's what we would have said. Oh, maybe the giant octopus will return. Okay. <laughs> I kind of hope it does. Um. Uh. I went through something when I was a kid at the fair. You know, it was like one of those, it's not quite as bad as the old days, like the 20s and 30s where it was really a freak show. Yes. Yes. But it was kind of like, you know, it's supposed to be kind of like that. But, you know, not quite to that extent. All right. The mildly weird. Because back in the day they had, you know, geeks. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, you know. But this was, you know, I went in, of course, again, very disappointing. World's tallest man. Oh. And you could tell it was a pumpkin head. Okay. It's it's wrapped like a mummy. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. It was like a carcass? No, it was just, they had to come up with some fake body of some sort. You know, there was nothing there at all. A pumpkin head, you know, a body. Okay. 
was he like standing up? No, no, it was laid out. You know. But again, who comes up with that? Okay. <laughs> I think they also shysters. That's who comes up with that. I think they also that. proclaimed they had the world's smallest horse in there. Ah. And of course, it was just one of those. What do you call them? Miniature little yeah. horses. Yeah. <laughs> Ponies. <laughs> okay. Certainly wasn't a freak of nature to me. Right. You know, I'm expecting like a 12-inch tall horse. Sure. You know? I'm looking for the real deal. Like a little miniature, you yeah. know, yeah. Like your banner outside proclaims. Yes. Okay. You know? <laughs> I'm looking for a world of adventure and horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, you just come out mildly annoyed. <laughs> well, that was a fun waste of 10 minutes. I remember I, I, I did something similar. I was at uh, the Howard County 4-H Fair. Yeah. And one year they had the world's biggest pig. Okay, okay. see, that's a big one. That's a big, yeah. yeah. And so you go up, and it's just, I felt like, it's just this gigantic pig laying there. Like, it, it's, it just can't, it's just laying there. It's the same way at the state fair. He probably went to each, you know. Probably. But, yeah, all he does is lay there. Yeah. <laughs> What a miserable world. But it's like, how am I supposed to know if it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a big pig, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but you have nothing to compare it to. No. But I was expecting this gigantic hulking, you know. And it's just this fat pig laying on the ground. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I walked away mildly annoyed. It was just... And then you think to yourself, isn't that rather cruel? They let him get so big and he can't walk. Years later, I thought that. <laughs> you know. It's like, what's the deal? Yeah. He had to be miserable. He had to be. You know? He had to be. Do they? I don't think they offer that anymore, do they? I don't think I so. I think they may have got to that, you know, hey. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little cruel, okay? <laughs> Even people that aren't in Peter are like, yeah, knock it off, man. That's just, <laughs> come on. Come on. The poor guy. <laughs> you know? Uh, and see, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm from Kokomo in Howard County where we have a history of gigantic livestock. You've got, uh, what's his name? Big Ben. Big Ben, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you hear world's art, you expect to see a Big Ben, like a gigantic cow. <laughs> Gigantic pig standing there. Now, he doesn't let you down. No, no, no. Big Pen delivers. (laughs) But I guess I'm like you. You envision this hog. (laughs) That's like six feet tall standing. Yes, yes. (laughs) It's like as tall as a car or something, you know, that's just staring at you in the eye sort of thing. Uh, Uh, (laughs) We're suckers. We are. For for fair stuff. So, folks, you're out there. Uh, just keep in mind this year, Matt and I will probably be. Now, I don't, I don't ever recall the fairs that that I, you know, growing up in yeah. Howard County that that had like the freaks and the weird, you know. I think that kind of got swept aside too. That it, you know, probably sometime in the early to mid seventies. Ah, I would think that started disappearing. Gotcha. Because it's like you're not. It's all you know. Give me something, something. You know, Barnum and Bailey had Tom Thumb. 
Okay. Yes. Remember Tom Thumb? Yeah. World's smallest man. Yeah. Well, on their banner, you think he's 12 inches. Okay. And you, you get in there. Now, he was a small fella. He truly was. Okay. But, yeah, he wasn't like a 12-inch little man. All right. So, hold on. Let me see. All right. So oh. he's, he's researching. Yes, I am. He was three feet, four inches. See? Now, that's small. That's pretty small. Yeah. But, you know, it's not like the banner makes you think he's like, you know, would fit in your hand. Okay. You know, that's, that's what you're expecting. Hold on. Okay. Hold up. <laughs> he was an American entertainer. Yeah. Employee of it says here his height was 25 inches. 25. In 1842. So that's two feet, one inch. So I guess maybe he grew a little. <laughs> oh, we got to throw him out. He's three foot one now. <laughs> I think Hagenback would take you, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Huh. What else do you do when you're that small? You know, back in those days, you tried to make a buck. Well, have you seen the movie The Greatest Showman? Well, I lost interest. I started watching it, and I just... I need action, action, adventure, adventure, okay? You know, I need, uh, you know, good battle scenes, something, you know. So a good, like, story-driven plot is, yeah, no, yeah, I no, it's, no, it's I, I can't follow it. Let alone when they start singing, yeah, I'm yeah, out. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. It's like half-hour sitcoms I can handle, one-hour dramas. <laughs> my, my attention span. Sure. Yeah. It is 6.32. We'll uh, break for news, and we'll come back and take a look at your weather. News for the Diamond Marketplace. Good morning, I'm Karen Stearns. The Indiana Department of Workforce Development has released the April unemployment numbers for Indiana. The overall unemployment rate for Indiana is 4.2%. Counties are ranked by percentage, with 1 being the highest percentage and 92 being the lowest. Howard County is at number 2 with 6.1%. Miami County is ranked at 14th with 4.6%. Fulton County comes in at number 29 with 4%. Cass County at number 40 with 3.6%. Pulaski County, number 47, at 3.4%. Carroll County comes in at number 57, at 3.2%. And White County is at number 82, with 2.9%. According to the report, Cass County has 660 people unemployed. Fulton County is at 394 people unemployed. Howard County has 2,118 unemployed. Miami County has 709. With Indiana's unemployment insurance ending, there is help for Hoosiers to find jobs. For assistance, visit the Indiana Workforce Development website. The Miami County Sheriff's Office is hiring full-time jail deputies. Previous experience is not required. You must be 18 years or older, be able to pass a background check and a drug screen, and possess a valid driver's license. If you are interested, you can visit www.miamicountyin.gov slash 367 slash sheriff's dash office. That's news from Iron Horse Broadcasting. I'm Karen Stearns. I was going to hit the music, but, uh, you know, it's too late. <laughs> so, uh, we'll just come back. Eh, never mind. It's fine. Now, that, this is the the big holiday weekend coming up. You got uh, cookout plans or anything? No, we have really nothing planned. Okay. And that could be the best holiday. Yes, indeed. Not planning anything. Right. Just let it happen. Yes. So, um, imagine this. This is from Massachusetts. A woman accidentally tossed out a $1 million lottery ticket. 
eventually collected her winnings thanks to the kindness and honesty of the owners of the store where she bought it. She bought a 30 diamond million, a $30 diamond million scratch-off ticket at the Lucky Stop convenience store. She said, I was in a hurry on lunch, just scratched it real quick, looked at it, probably standing there in line. <laughs> Didn't look like a winner, so I handed it over to them to throw it away. Now, I'm envisioning she just stands there, scratch, 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 and then, ah, throw that away for me. I, I just feel like she's not very kind, okay? I'm envisioning a not a kind right. woman. Well... The ticket ended up laying behind the counter for about 10 days. Just laying there? Yeah. Sounds like they keep things in order there. (laughs) The son of the store's owner said, One evening I was going through the tickets from the trash and found out that she didn't scratch the number. I scratched the number and it was a million dollars under the ticket. The woman's a regular, so the family knew immediately who had discarded it. They asked her to come to the store, and they told her about the ticket. She said, I was in total disbelief. Wow. I cried. I hugged them. She suddenly became a very nice lady. Here is the store owner on finding that ticket. One evening, I was going through the tickets from the trash and outside, and I found out that she didn't scratch the number. And I scratched the number, and it was $1 million underneath the ticket. Now, you know, a lesser person, right. you know. It sat there for that long. Yeah. And I mean, you know, in all honesty, it's like. Finders, keepers. Yeah. Although I don't know that he could have done it, because if you are a, an employee or the owner of the store, you cannot buy tickets there. Ah. It's not that you can't play the lottery. Right. You, you can't, can't do it at your it. place. Okay. Yeah. And that would have been traced back to, yeah, I mean, yeah. so they couldn't do anything with it. Right. That makes sense. Now, the store does get $10,000 for a bonus for selling that uh, ticket. The woman says she gave the family an additional reward. Okay. <laughs> Here's 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> She's saving the rest for retirement. There you go. So, I, I I just can't believe. What? How much you take home on a million dollar? Do a little math. math. Okay, I'm guessing a little over seven hundred thousand. That'd be my guess. How much would I? (laughs) Now that would depend on your tax bracket to begin with, and you're in the higher bracket to begin with. Okay. (laughs) Oh, there's Karen. Thank you, Karen. Such a nice girl. That's fine. All right. So you figured this out. I, I'm I'm rounding off. I'd say seven hundred twenty-five grand. I just want a million. They're giving well, me well, like well, come oh, on. All right. lottery tax calculator. All right, here you go. Type in your million. Okay, what state was she in? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay, that's there. Okay. Type in a million dollars. Here, here we go. Okay. We're getting there. Okay, you keep 700000 So, see, so yeah, it was close. And I might get a little angry over that additional 25000 I don't get. But, uh, oh, my. Oh, my, was that your phone? 
It's fine. Oh, <laughs> oh there was panic on the set. I thought, <laughs> I just, oh my. All right. Now, I think we both uh, react the same on this stuff. People yeah. who are in extreme reaction to certain noises like loud chewing Ooh. and breathing <laughs> may have a super sensitized brain connection. Okay. Okay. Researchers looked at brain scans of people, including some with misophonia, which is a condition where people experience intense and involuntary reactions to certain sounds made by others. I can recall as a young man. Okay. <laughs> and I'm talking eight, nine years of age. During the Roosevelt administration. Yes. The first. Listening to the radio, staring at it. Great entertainment. Um, <laughs> chewing chips and my annoyed sister came over and crushed all of them. She was a terrible human being back then, okay? <laughs> Crushed my chips because it annoyed her. Hmm. Now, you and I, we, you know, we don't like lip smackers. We don't like mouth breathers, okay? But I don't, I don't get, like, violently angry, okay? <laughs> well, she just wasn't, you know, she hated me, okay? So there is that, yeah. But things are much better now. <laughs> but did, you know, did you ever call her about her retirement plan? No. Okay. She's probably angry if I called her and she'd crush my phone, probably. But, like, somebody chewing with her mouth open, very annoying, would you say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Now, like, if you're sitting in a restaurant, have you ever seen someone doing that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you find yourself glued on looking? Okay. Well, it's like, once you pick up on it, you can't not hear it you, you know what i mean like it's it's there man it's like it's like you've made this this one-way connection with that person's mouth and you can't you can't shut it off gum smackers oh uh, you know so see our brain <clears throat> is wired for it what's that again it sounds better when you say the, the word. Which one? Um, I'm a super sensitized brain connection. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yes. makes us so smart. <laughs> All right. Do you think? Because, you know, we're both rural youth when we grew up. Okay. The average American thinks they can survive for 16 days alone in the wilderness. Really? All right. Now, here we go. All right. Only 17% surveyed feel very confident in their ability to start a fire with flint. 14% feel the same about their ability to identify edible plants or berries. 52% are confident in their ability to identify different types of plants and trees. Researchers put that to the test and discovered many weren't quite knowledgeable as they claimed. Only a quarter of respondents could identify a black oak leaf, while just 35% correctly spotted poison ivy when they saw it in a photo. Now, what do you get if you go out there? I mean, is black oak leaf, is that not edible? Can you not eat that? 
Are you just going out there with your bare hands and a flint? I guess. And you're to survive for 16 days? <laughs> That's all you have. You don't get any weapons. You don't. No. <clears throat> now, see, you got to know what you get. If they give you, you know, the supplies that you could do stuff with, yeah. Yeah. For instance, you've probably seen that, um, you know, at some point going through your TV that, what do they call that? Naked and afraid. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't know that you have to lose your clothes in order. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Your two weeks starts now. Drop your pants. Okay. I don't don't get that at all. I don't. Okay. I mean, you're going through enough without having to be nude. Right. Okay. But um, now that's a little tough what they go through. You know, they show them at night, their eyes, you know, how they look with the night vision. <laughs> They're sitting there. Why would you agree? To, why would you ever agree to that show? Like, like, why would you? Okay, I'll do this one. This naked <laughs> afraid. Yeah, I'll do this one. I, I could be guys' grocery games or naked. I'll, yeah, I'll do naked afraid. That, that'll work. Why do you got to be naked? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> do Family Feud with that Steve? No, no. I would do Naked and Afraid. Yeah, that one. I just envision myself <laughs> getting out of the boat, okay? And when they say, okay, take your clothes off, I, I'm out. <laughs> I just. Uh, no. No, we're not doing this. And they give you like a few supplies. You get to choose from like a a flint, <laughs> okay? Or, but I just uh, I just don't know why you got to be nude, and it's like a woman and a man, right? So um, can't envision us, you know, throwing us out on an island. <laughs> All right, fellas, All like right. this isn't enough. Now take your clothes Close, off. Take your clothes off. <laughs> So there you go, some tidbits on this Tuesday, Matt. Okay. I'll, uh, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. I got to go. All right, All right see, see you. See you.